Today is April 22nd, 2020, and this is an interview with Rabid Flesh Eaters guitarist, Mike Taylor by Nick Perkel. Now, Mike, please give me an introduction on yourself as well as your band. Okay. Hey, this is Mike Taylor from the Rabid Flesh Eaters, and uh, I play guitar. And I uh, also have uh, a bass player here. John Hill, bass player for Rabbit Flesh Eaters. How's it going, Nick? Hey, what's up, man? Just trying to uh, survive out in Jersey. <laughs> and uh, John Hill, could you give me an intro, too? What? Could you give me an intro on yourself, too? Uh, hi, this is John Hill, bass player for Rabbit now, I guess, um, tell me, what's been going on with your band since the recording of Rain and Terror and also putting out the album RFE? Like, anything really cool happened with you guys? Basically, we've been writing and recording, and uh, that's it, you know? Yeah, our, all our shows got canceled because of the uh, coronavirus, like everybody else. Anything really interesting happen um, around the recording of RFE? Um, well, we went to a few different studios and, uh, basically the songs evolved as we went and, um, you know, in the, the middle of the process, um, I, uh, played the songs without vocals for, uh, Bruce Corbett from Rigor Mortis and Warbeast. And, uh, he really liked one of the songs. He dug the riff. Uh, and, uh, for some reason I asked him, would you want to play on that? And he said yes. Uh, and, you know, I was blown away. And eventually, when uh, Bruce did come in and work on it, he kicked ass. You know, him and Ricky were trading off vocal lines, and uh, you know, really, he was really doing a great job. He even taught Ricky a few pointers in the studio, maybe things he learned from Phil when they were recording Orbeez. Um, but uh, you know, that was quite an experience. You and, uh, this is for Mike mainly, I guess, you and Carrie Crafton produced the album. What were the major things you knew you wanted to make this album come out as? Or what were the major things you knew you wanted to make this album come out like, just to have it come out as well as it did? Well, well you know, being the guitarist, I'm always concerned about getting a good guitar sound. So, you know, he had to... Uh, you know, whenever I'd go to turn the guitars up, he'd have to, you know, balance that out and you know, get it even mixed with everything else. So, um, you know, that was always a, a battle. Was as hard as enough. John, what were some of the things you said to Carrie? Actually, we had uh, three different bass tracks uh, with three different sounds on it, so. Gave him a lot of material to work with. But uh, he's the one that dialed in the uh, tone of the bass, other than just my guitar. I thought it was pretty good. And we're, we're reaching out to him right now because he's uh, not doing well. He's in the hospital. so. Carrie's a legend. We're wishing he has him, to wish around. Right on. Like, is Carrie's that great. How many times have you um, worked with him in the studio before? Uh, you know, 
basically I've seen Carrie work um, ever since the first Rigor Mortis album. I was in the studio observing, you know, the production on that, and Carrie was uh, the engineer um, on that album. And uh, you know, I've known him ever since, and he's done a lot of work over the years. And uh, he's, you know, definitely a legend. Plus, he brought us up to the up to the Dallas Sound Lab, which is MediaTek now. And, uh, it was a way better studio. Can you remember, like, any of those days from that first Rigor Mortis album, recording it? Hell yeah, I remember uh, Mike blowing up amps, and uh, you know, the uh, it was just a, an amazing thing to uh, to witness. Wow, that's awesome, man. Not that they were doing anything illegal there. <laughs> yeah. Now, this album really came off strong. Tell me the idea for the opening track, Vengeance of Nightmares. Um, well, I think Ricky would uh, say that his uh, idea for it was uh, getting back at people who deserved it or people who did you wrong, you know, that you're going to become the nightmare He's going to seek vengeance. And uh, that that really came off the cool opening riff that Mike came up with. Really the main riff. Experiment experiment in E Phrygian major. We just just, uh, took it and ran with it. It's a tough one to play to open a set with, too. How come it's... It's warmed up. With hallucinations, that's like... Wait, wait, you finish what you were going to say. I'm sorry about that. It's, it's tough to play because of the tempo. There's a lot of hammer-on. And then uh, Mike, Mike's doing a lot. Of, he's doing more than I am. But I'm just keeping it, locking it down. By the second verse, you, your picking hand starts to cramp up. And uh, it's an endurance run, really. It definitely gets you warmed up for the rest of the set, though. Now with the track Hallucinations, that's like beginning, like instantly striking memories of like some wicked horror movies. Tell me some of your favorite horror movie soundtracks. What was it? Horror movies. Well, the the, the Hallucinations intro part was uh, is derivative of Phantasm from the from the the theme music for the movie Phantasm. And uh, I really dig a lot of the old Italian horror movie directors' uh, scores and uh, like Argento movies or Lucio Forti, uh, that kind of stuff. Claudio Palmanetti or Simaretti. Brava. He's the one that did, uh, he's he's the main guy in Goblins that did Dawn of the Dead. George Romero. Claudio was. Could you throw out like a few more uh, words on recording RFE, like having like Corbett in the studio and stuff like that? Yeah, uh, him and Ricky worked it out and wrote lines and uh, set up where they could sing some lines together, trade off lines, and uh, um, you know the song was about the you know rap, uh, rabbit like and pack. 
for you. And um, Bruce really kicked some ass. They knocked it out more than professional. And uh, it turned out, uh, you know, Bruce had a few other things he wanted to work on after that. I think there was a couple other Warby songs that he wanted to do touch-ups on and another project. But uh, he ended up going downhill after that. And it turned out to be his last studio recording. But uh, he was, you know, I was more excited about it than he was, I thought. But he, he was really excited to be getting back in the studio again. Uh, yeah, it's weird because Rick and Mike, Ricky and Mike and I were sitting at the table just trying to write lyrics for, for songs. And I was like, how come we don't have a song about us, you know? And so with a song called Rabbit Fleshy. RFE, I don't know. You're having a self-titled titled song. Uh, well, uh, the song was good enough for, for Bruce to want to jam on, so I guess not. Now, when it came to like the re-recording of songs like, say, Die in Pain, Contagious Contamination, and, like Welcome to Your Funeral, how much did you guys speak to like the guys from Rigor about like how you wanted the songs to go? Well, uh, we went to school with the guys from Rigor and knew them uh, from a really, really young age. And uh, oh, yeah, brothers, I was sitting uh, in a carpet warehouse one time watching them jam as they were writing Die in Pain and Welcome to Your Funeral. Those were a couple of the first songs that they wrote. And so that's, you know, why they meant so much. And that's why you know, we would cover them, you know. Yeah, we just tried to do do it as, as uh, justice to it as well as we could. It's not like we could actually play as if we were them, but we were trying to to. to uh, it's an homage. And we're trying homage. trying to pay homage to it to the fact that uh, those guys inspired us to, to be in a band. And I think they liked it. All the all the input I've got from from each one of them is it's, is it's uh, pretty true to the to the script, you know. We didn't want to like, we, we flirted with the idea of taking their songs and playing them like it was an R&B song and then we thought that would just be gauche, you know, it wouldn't be very complimentary. We figured the best thing to do, the, the sincerest form of flattery would be just to do, do our best to, as if we were playing with them, you know. And I think it came across like that. So, like, for each of you guys, what are the three most awesome rarities you have in your collection from the DFW area? Huh. In our music collection? It would definitely have to be that first album. And then uh, I've got a couple of Pantera records. I am the main, uh, what, uh, what's the one? Projects in the Jungle. Yeah, I actually bought the first Rigor Mortis demo cassette tape. Gamicide. That was in there. The Victims of Science. Hell yeah, and the, the demos, the Gamicide demos. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, Sedition, Talon. Talon and Sedition, both. For you guys, right now, like, what is it like being a musician and having like their album come out while like you're dealing with like the virus? Definitely a bummer. You know, it's, uh, we were riding a high wave, uh, knowing that we had a great album, uh, you know, in the can, ready to launch and uh, ready to celebrate and ready to take it on the road. And, um, you know, it's like the 
rug pulled out from under you and everything got, everything got canceled. The, the first event was also going to be like a memorial and a benefit for Bruce Corbett, uh, Corbett's family. Yeah. And, and uh, so, you know, that'll eventually get rescheduled. I, I think we'll, we'll come back when everything gets rescheduled, but uh, yeah, just everything took, took a second to, took a seat, you know, to whenever you're talking about people's health. Yeah. It kind of makes a uh, little record seem kind of small, but when it when it comes to all the other things that are going on in the world, but I'm sure everything will work out and and everybody will be back out there again, uh, hopefully soon. I'm sure there's a lot of amazing bands ready to get back out and uh, play music. As a matter of fact, I think we're set to do a to do a live stream show in a couple of weeks. Is that right, Mike? Uh, we'll see. We're trying. We're trying to team up with some friends of ours from Iron Jaw and uh, do a live stream uh, concert from the Rail Club, and uh, hopefully that comes to fruition here soon. It's the next best thing. I've noticed that uh, like guys like Harley Flanagan from Chromax, they teamed up with uh, with a uh, Body Count, and they did their live stream, and a lot of other bands are doing live streaming. Uh, so it's a way to get the music out there and keep folks, you know, entertained. Distraction is a good thing for everybody right now. So, like, I guess also, what are some steps that you think people can take to try to rebuild the scene right now? Well, to be honest with you, I think that, that uh, as soon as... Uh, we're we're physically able and legally able to. I think people are just going to rush out to shows, and, and all, I bet all the bands are just chomping at the bit, waiting to get out there and uh, entertain the folks. You know, that's so what we that's what we do this for, anyways, is to to get on stage, interval, and, and you know, keep keep a give people a little distraction from their their lives. And I'm looking forward to to that happening. Um, I think it's going to be like a bubble popping. I mean, people are just going to be, the shows are just going to come back fast and furious. Would you like to go back to any questions? Wait, what's up? How's it going up there where you guys are? To be honest, it, it's kind of getting scary because there's like, on the New York Times, they're talking about like a nursing home in my county where my mom actually worked there years ago and like everybody in the whole place almost has the coronavirus, so it's it's, it's a little intense. <laughs> yeah, you know it's a trip. You you go to retirement homes and you can see people, the their grandparents or parents are inside the building and they're on the outside of the glass. You know. It's yeah, weird. yeah. I mean that's that's the only way you can visit anybody, like in the nursing home. You have to like be like, hopefully your relatives have like a window that you can pull up your car to or something like that and you can wave to him or something. That's it. Now that you mention it, the brother of the rigor, uh, rigor mortis uh, original drummer, Harden Harrison, the only drummer, the best drummer, his, he went to New York to visit some friends and uh, he's been stuck up there ever since. He's still not letting people out, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's nuts. He, he just, 
it just it, the timing just hit him. It's been like six weeks, and Troy hadn't been able to come out. And Troy is the one that did the artwork for our album. He's actually done two two albums with us, along with Carter Sean, John Fossum. It's He's great too because I just asked him. It's tough getting out of uh, the uh, tri-state area right now. <laughs> like um, I think people are getting kind of well. I, I don't even want to say it, but just read the news. You know, it, it's it's getting kind of heated. You know. Well, y'all are getting hit pretty hard up there, though. Yeah, yeah. Just it's a lot. It's a lot serious. I notice a lot of people around here, especially in the more rural areas, aren't taking it serious at all. You know, <clears throat> they're 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 uh, gathering. As a matter of fact, yesterday I saw a protest. It had been at least a hundred people in downtown Dallas, oh, and they Jesus. were just yeah, they were trying to get the economy started again. And I'm just looking at them like he's a bunch of morons. Yo, straight up, I think drive-in movie theaters are the smartest thing to do to get the economy going. Cause like, hell yeah, back to driving. Oh, yeah, oh dude, hell yeah, man. Think about it. Everybody doesn't mix with anybody else. You can bring your own food, and you can just have a good time. Yeah. I think the nearest drive-in around here is down uh, 45 towards Corsicana. Bring your own booze. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the safest and smartest thing to do. Yeah. I mean... I, of course, I have noticed a lot of the restaurants are letting you come in and pick up uh, alcohol and take it with you. <laughs> so, and I got to drive through margaritas, right? Yeah. No, uh, you got you got to stay uh, lubricated during these times. I still I still just don't get it. These guys, like I, I got up and went to Tom, Tom Thumb, and all of a sudden there's there's X's and arrows. You can only go one day way down a line. You got to wear your mask and gloves to go grocery shopping. So, but then you notice that there's a lot of people not even not even participating. Yeah. Uh, you know, we come out with we come out with this record, rabid flesh eaters, rabies. That's basically a virus that you can contract. And then, uh, what about <laughs> the cover of Contagious Contamination? Yeah, on the album. That was. Uh, we're coming out with that, and all of a sudden, we're, Mike and I are looking at each other like, "Did we start this crap?" Oh no. <laughs> we like make a record that created them. No, but apparently it was invented somewhere across the seas. Still, though, I mean, like, I have to say, you know, like, your album is probably my favorite album of the year so far. Awesome. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, hopefully uh, a lot of these local clubs and venues can stay afloat, support your local scene, so we'll have some place to come back to and, uh, you know, buy your favorite band's merch. Um, you know, uh, our stuff you can find on Bandcamp right now since CD Baby closed their store. And uh, we'll be announcing, uh, you know, our shows and everything that we do on our Facebook page, I guess. So. Oh, yeah, and final question, but really important. What is the in-stock Rabbit Flesh Eaters merch you guys got? What do we have in stock? Uh, right now we got... Every, everything but vinyl. You know, we've got three different versions of shirts. Um, and, but we're just uh, waiting on the vinyl. 
know, CDs. Uh, obviously, there's digital downloads or streams from your usual places, Spotify, iTunes, but you definitely hardly get paid anything for streams. So. Awesome. I really and appreciate it. We want to get what were you saying? Oh no, I was just wrapping things up. I just really appreciated your time today, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was an honor. All right, we look forward to doing it again, man.